Hey Divers, welcome back for another episode of Vinyl Divers. I am your host, Anthony Mullen, and I have a wicked show for you today. It's not going to be the same format as usual. We got a guest in the house. So today I'm joined by a friend that I've made through the vinyl community. I talked about how I did a pen pal swap and I got a wicked album from him. And I'm like, I got to get him on the show because we got to push this dude. Music's cool. And you're a drummer. James, please say hi. Hi. How you guys doing? Pleasure to be on, man. So you have the band The Homeland Conspiracy. That is correct. The, and you have a vinyl of your own we band. Do, Pipe Dream, a long-term, long-term goal of mine was to put out my original music on vinyl, and it finally finally happened with the support of a, a lot of the music community in our area here. I mean, that's awesome. I'm very... I'm very, very proud. I think it's very, I'm very, very amazed what I meant to say. Like, very little, very few bands do you, unless you're like a big popular name brand, like not name brand, but like a big popular band, Yeah, you know, putting out vinyl, please, putting out CDs are hard alone, let alone yeah. vinyl. I, I mean, anything physical at this point is tough, you yeah. know, people aren't always buying the physical copies or downloading it or they're streaming it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we, when we first put together our Kickstarter, I was like, I pushed the vinyl. I'm like, dude, we can do this. You know, it's going to be awesome. You know, it'll be limited edition to like 250 copies. It'll be colored vinyl, 10 inch instead of 12 inch. Dude. And the band's like, ah, you know, okay, maybe. I said, trust me, man, this is a good idea. People will dig it. We can get them across the country, hopefully, you know. And it up. all worked out. That's great. Dude, that's amazing. So that's where you're at now. Let's take it back a minute. So yeah. you started, when did you first... Uh, Give us a little bit about yourself. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you kind of grew up and how you came into music. Right did, on. Did well, you... I am I am 37 years young. All right. I've been playing drums since I was about five. Really? Do the math. It's uh, over half my life. You know, well over half my life <laughs> I've been playing music. Pretty much from the get-go, you just... From the get-go, yeah. Now, uh, growing up, were you the kid? Did your parents know you are going to be a drum, drummer because you were always banging on pots and pans and all that kind of stuff? Or... Dude, did you come from a music family? Yeah, like most kids, you know, I'd bang on stuff, whatever. But <laughs> my one of my aunts bought me a Smurf drum kit for my first communion um, out of Catholic school. It was my gift from her. And they're like, oh, cool, something you can just bang around on. But I started, like, playing beats and stuff. And they're like, okay, this is interesting. You know, you can kind of do stuff. And fast forward a little bit to, oh, what the hell, fifth grade-ish. Uh, I was in a Catholic school in our community and no one had ever played a drum kit at a concert for school band until I did it. So I was the first one in our area to do that. And uh, the song I played, my debut song that I played in front of a crowd was Achy Breaky Heart. Hey, man. I think it's hilarious. (laughs) That's more than people. That's more than most people can say. Like, it's like, pretty cool though. I came I grew up from and I grew up in a very big music oriented school where like sports are usually pushed on kids in high school where at our school it's musical music what are you playing That's in the band? Awesome. That's like, awesome. Well like obviously we have the generic sports like jock crowd yeah, quote yeah. unquote. Yeah, yeah. But like in most schools where like the music department was like 10 kids that like to sing ours was you didn't play sports, and even if you did, you probably also did play in the band or music or jazz band. So you did something. See, we and, need more like that, man, for real. We need more arts in our schools because 
it's kind of going away. What's the first thing to get cut is arts, but yep. oh, let's keep the football team. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's, it's a pretty horrible thing. If you ask me, you know, the arts going away is very, very dangerous. I think. I, I mean, that's, I'm very, is very proud to come from Niagara Wheatfield. That's where I went. And like I've that's talked awesome. about in my other shows, like our chorus was top line. Like it was top tier. You didn't mess with us. We went to every competition. We came home with the top scores. Nice. And it, it was just, I think that is, you know, that alone really kind of gave me the opportunity. That's where I grew as a musician because without those music classes in high school, I met the older kids that was like, listen to Blink, listen yeah. to Hot Chili Pepper. They're the ones that got me into like yeah. my punk, my ska. That's what happened. Awesome. And so y- when you started playing drum, you started playing the drum kit back in fifth grade. So you're like 10, 12 years old. Yep. How mm-hmm. does that transition? Did you play continue to play drum kit throughout the band? Like, con- yeah, like forever. Like- so, yeah, I, from then on, you know, the fifth grade ish, then into middle school, you know, I kept playing in pet band, jazz band and mm-hmm. all the other, you know, show choir band. The I really kind of got my uh, first feel of playing out, so to speak. Um, was in a traveling jazz band we did and we would in middle school tour the elementary schools that's awesome we used to do something like that back at my old school that's jazz band's cool man that's it's great the coolest part is i had a drum solo in one of the songs i just ripped it and people were like what the hell you know it was really cool so it's really hard i mean especially to find a a jazz band a school district that has a jazz band but mm-hmm. will say hey we have a good drummer we're gonna let him do we're gonna actually like give him rain to do what he oh, wants yeah, to they do just let me, they just let it fly man. It was to be honest I'm not, I'm not saying i'm no drummer because i'm not <laughs> like i can pick up guitar i can pick up bass yeah. i can i can i can make you believe i played pianos for a little bit right, drums right. it looks like i'm having a fucking anxiety attack <laughs> like i start getting that whole like i'm just doing a simple two count like do yep. and sooner or later you like as we're jamming at my friend's studio and i'm just like they're like why are you getting on drums I'm like i'm just gonna have fun and yeah it is that's what it is fun, and it's man. just like oh anxiety <laughs> so to like you know you're in high school and they're like hey do a solo that's awesome yeah it was and fun it was a lot of fun now uh what kind of music so you play jazz and you play concert did you ever play any rock in any type of rock band or anything at this point back in high school back in like middle school high school area yeah so- Middle school, we we would like mess around a bit. Me and my brother played bass, so we kind of would, you know, find our friends that played guitar, and we'd. That's when we really started in like the the pop punk stuff, Blink One Eighty Two, and that kind of stuff, and um, just mess around garage band kind of stuff. You know, I was heavy into the '90s stuff, Nirvana, you know, Screaming Trees, and then you know the whole grunge movement at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, loved that stuff. So that kind of really started me going. But um, eventually, end of middle school into high school, got into my, you know, into the punk stuff. The, my first band I ever saw live was Anti Flag. Really? Yeah. And That's... I saw them in a crowd of about 10 people. That is amazing. I, I'll, it blew, I'll. It blew I'll... my mind, you know, needless to say. And I still, to this day, every time they come around, try to catch those guys. And I tell them the story every time, like, oh man, I saw you at my first punk rock show I ever saw. And, hang out with those guys great people you know great band good guys that's awesome that's a great concept like that that puts an image that's a that leaves an impression on a kid yeah for sure i mean you know you're 10 10 people in this sweaty room and and there's this band just giving it all and you know yelling about stuff they're mad about and you're an angsty little kid yourself you're like you connect to it you know and you you latch onto that and it just sticks with you and like 
in the sublime tune, you know, at the beginning of the album, they're like, punk rock changed my life or saved my life. It's that's the truth, man. You know, it did. It gives you a community. It's a very special community. The punk rock community is punk rock community is very, very close and it's aggressive, but they uh-huh. take care of each other. They do. I'm a part of one of the one or two of the Facebook groups, the uh, Scott Punk Survival or, nice. or Revival or whatever that yeah. one is. And then there's another punk rock punk community. I and and no one is hating on. I'm gonna tell you, that's like you would expect, like a rock, like a punk group, they'd be hating on like judgy and judgment. Nah, they're very supportive, no. very close. It's like this is just a great scene. It is the punk rock scene. Is just, it's so misunderstood. You know, the the way people are, the way people look, and the way sometimes some of them act a bit. You know, mm-hmm. uh, but if you really get to know them. They're just some of the greatest people you ever meet. Like I said, Anti-Flag, to this day, I took my uh, 10-year-old daughter to Warp Tour last year, and That's Anti-Flag awesome. was there. Got to hang out with those guys, and they're just like, brought us right up, and hey, how you doing? And she got to be on stage with Anti-Flag at Warp Tour, you know, and uh, brought her out there playing Die for Your Government. She's out there pumping her fist, and people are going nuts. You know, it's great. Dude, man, that is that is parenting done right. I right? commend you for that you know? so much. My <laughs> first work, my dad took me to my first work tour, and he was like, "I don't want to go walk around, sit here and watch this right. group." Right. He he just brought me because it's a concert that I wanted to go to. I didn't have someone that's like, "Oh, you got to enjoy it." Uh huh. So no, she she's a little punk rocker herself, that's you know. She's uh, awesome. She loves everything. She's, she's going to be a musician, probably a singer. She's she's a great kid, but yeah, really, you know feels music too so i think that's why she kind of latched onto that but we took her her 10th birthday on her 10th birthday blink 182 was playing two hours away from our home and i got her tickets and we were front row oh on her birthday for blink 182 and i'll tell you what that was an experience she's never gonna forget that's for sure no that's that is an intense that is very that's that's crazy yeah it was nuts man it was fun you know, I just took my um, t- I got tickets. I'm taking my sister to Warp Tour for her first time. That's in, awesome. Uh, July. Oh, it's gonna be one hell of a day. <laughs> oh, it's a great lineup this year for the last one too. Phenomenal. You know, there's some real good bands. I'm real excited. Man. Be Silverstein and Real Big Fish same time. Yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. I know the Minnesota dates not as good as a lot of the other dates, but there's still enough bands that like it will. Uh, It'll carry the day, you know. That's great. So right now, I just want to take a moment, and we're going to play a song off your album. Cool. We're going to play the first track. I really do like this one, the Say What You Mean. Right on.
So that track was pretty wicked. Uh, I love this song. I think it's awesome. a great way to kick it off. Yeah, yeah. And we're, we we were just talking about how you were in high school now. Yeah. And so you just started a band with you and your brother. And what was? do you remember the name of your first band? Yes, I do. We, we had kicked around names and back and forth doing a few things. But I think we ended up settling on Throw to Disorder. Throat or Throw? Throw. Nice throat yeah, disorder, so, and yeah, so it was nonsense. It was just total nonsense, man. None of it made any sense, but it was fun, you so, know. So if I had to say, if I had to say, uh, describe your band with some bands right now, what would what would be your three bands that could do, can relate the music that you guys put out? My current band? No, uh, throat disorder. Because oh, like, yeah, like if oh, I like if yeah. I went back and said I had yeah. my band, uh, what is normal? I could say it was a mashup of. Chiodos with a day to remember and Green oh, Day. Chiodos. I played with those dudes in Michigan when they were called the Chiodos Brothers. Fuck off. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no, for real. Oh, man. It was crazy. They used to sound like a Blink 182 cover band. It was great. Really? Oh, yeah. It was nuts. Yeah, anyway, that was in, uh, God, that was 2000. No, that was in, yeah, probably year 2000 ish. Oh, my God. It was in their hometown in Michigan. And this really sweet uh flint local can't remember the number of it but it was sweet man that was fun anyway tangent uh my band throw to disorder i would say was like mxpx blink 182 green day you know straight up 90s punk 40 punk yeah you're Mm -hmm. you're coming Mm -hmm. through you're you're throwing your angst you're throwing your i'm a teenager in rebellion exactly fuck the system exactly throw it at you it was fun that's cool now how long did that last well that went that was like i said on and off just you know just back and forth yeah just whenever we had time to do stuff didn't really take it seriously at all until we we played one show it was a high school talent show and it was a train wreck of a disaster uh but still just fun you know good time and when you say you played one show you're talking about like for a big crowd did you ever play like house parties as as a band 
most part, yeah, garages and you know basement shows and just all just our friends, you know, and like nothing mm-hmm. where we were exposed to anyone that we didn't know, you know. Were you guys like the high school band where if, if there was a party that you guys you were the band that oh, everyone we were wanted so to. popular that we were we were we were never invited to the parties. We had to do our own parties. <laughs> so you're like, no, we're not going to get to your party. It's too cool for us. We're going to throw our own. Yeah, gig. yeah, that's that's how we played it off exactly. But it was actually the reverse. Like, yeah, you guys are a bunch of dorks, so we're not going to have you play our party. Oh you man. Know? <laughs> but we're always like, no, we're just doing, we're too cool to play your party. That's how we played that one. Off. Well, that's that's how the punk mentality. Well, no, we're too cool for the party. We don't want to yeah, be. Exactly. We don't want. We yep. didn't want to be invited to play. Right. Exactly. Hey, man, yep. I mean, something obviously worked out because, I mean, you're still playing in a band now and you played bigger stuff now. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, from that band transition to... So I used to go to the our local venue, The Warehouse in La Crosse. That venue is, like, I think one of the nation's, nation's longest-running all-ages concert venues. Really? I've yeah, never heard of it. Yeah, if you're research at The Warehouse in La Crosse, Wisconsin, that place, I cut my teeth there. You know, I grew up at that place. Nice. But... There- I mean, I played with, I played with, who did I play with? I played with Brand New, uh, Motion City Soundtrack, The Reunion Show, um, All American Rejects. Whoa, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, that was before their first album dropped. They came through, and again, it was like 50 people there. No one knew who they were, and we got to open for them. It was sweet. That is so cool. Um, I, but yes, I would always go to the, the local venue, and I'd watch this ska band from our area called The Skamish. The scum, the scumish. I love it. Yeah, it was great. And I still, I'll have to send you. I got all the old uh, demos we did. I'll, you'll dig that stuff, man. It really? kind of sounds oh. like slapstick, you know. Oh um, man, I love that. That'd be awesome. Yeah. So I'll send that to you. Um, but I always would go to their show, so I knew every word, and I was always in the front. And finally, like you know, kind of came down to, like their drummer was moving to Ohio, and like, so hey, do you think you might want to try out as a Dude, yeah, I know all the songs. Let's do this, and end up end up joining that band and play with them. And that band blew up in our area. Did really, really well. Um, it's awesome. It's awesome to hear when a ska band in an area, a local ska band, will blow up because oh, dude, they're so yeah. far yeah. few. They're, they're so far and few apart <laughs> that like <laughs> usually it's like one in each area. Like real right. big fish. Yep. It is uh wait, actually I don't even know where, where is real. Are they California? I think they're. At- they're out, they're out in the West. I'm pretty sure they're out on the West Coast. But then you got like Rubik Fish over there. You got the Boston's over here in the Middle East. You got Less and Jake down in Florida. And that's kind of like you kind of get them all spaced out, but that's it. So when you get like a local band or you see some local ska band that really blows up and they're the ska band for the area, like that's yeah. you're not trying to play with Real Big Fish because you're not gonna. You want to play with this local right. band because they're where it's at. Right, yeah, we uh, that band ended up, and you know, we played with Mustard Plug, we played with oh. ME330, we played with uh, the Gadgets, Animal Chin was a great band from uh, Minneapolis, we played with them a lot, really cool band from Minneapolis, Minnesota called the Siren Six, Siren Six. those guys ripped, dude, they're so good, a little more traditional ska mixed with punk, but fantastic, we played with them a few times, um, so we got to play all like, the cool ska shows that came through. But that really, that band started me transition into further things. So that band broke up. We started a hardcore band, like a like hardcore ska, like so kind of like Suicide Machines, nice, uh, yeah, that kind of style. You know, still some ska, but hardcore punk stuff. Mm -hmm. And then that transitioned to like more punk rock bands. So I've been in like more bands. The the local venue owner always makes fun of me because he's like, he can't. It takes more than 
his hands and feet to count how many bands I've been in in the area. So that's uh, not bad. You yeah, so it's growing. but it's fun. You know, it's what I do. It's it's my release. It's my passion. So now, do you do music full time? Is no, that like, I wish. no? Oh man, I wish. Yeah, um, I am actually a funeral director by trade. Oh yes, I. <laughs> yep. And um, people are dying but, to get yeah, in. No, I, when I have the chance to do music, you know, my wife she's very cool about letting me do music, and we met at one of the shows that I was playing, so that was kind of cool. But she's her and I's musical styles are completely polar opposites. Really, which I actually really like that a lot. You know, what does she listen to? If you don't mind me asking, real quick. Favorite, her favorite band is Dave Matthews Band, hands okay. down. She's a big Dave Matthews Band fan, blues, reggae. You know, which I, that kind of starts to bridge that gap for us. Beth. But I, I love all styles of music, so I can listen to whatever she listens to all the time. That's so. awesome. That's pretty cool. And it's, you know, uh, me and my girl, we we both got the same taste, but she's more towards the Fallout Boy, uh, right. yep. Panic of the Disco direction. Yeah. Gotcha. But she, she's, oh, Fallout Boy, yeah, we play with those guys too. Fuck no. Yeah, they put, they're on the um, what was the the album that um, the one that kicked him off. The one, yeah, really kicked him off. Um. Oh, I'm blanking. I got my phone here. I'm going to check oh it out. Oh, my. No. Are you kidding me? I, I can never remember what the hell the name of that album is. Holy shit, man. Like, that is awesome. Yeah. That, that venue, like, they get the big shows, but they're small. Uh, Take This to Your Grave was the name of the album. Yep. That was 2003. Yeah, we played them on that tour right when they kicked They first dropped that album. It just had come out. Holy so they shit. hadn't really. You know, because they're from, you know, down our way. You know, they're drummers in Milwaukee. Um, so they're semi-local, they're Chicago band, the drummer lives in Milwaukee. Um, so they'd come up and play and we played with them, um, in a few different bands that I was in, but, um, that venue, man, I'll tell you, everyone has played the less than Jake, the descendants, nine inch nails played there. I'm going to have to come um, out to the, I'm going to have to come out that way just to check out this venue. Come on, man, I got a spare room. You got a place to crash. <laughs> but you'll lay you out, man. We'll, we'll party. We'll have a good time. Hell yeah. We'll figure this out. Uh, yeah, so let's take a minute. I'm gonna I'm gonna put in a request for a song. I love this one really. Uh and I think it's just the intro is the River Killer. Oh, that was our first quote unquote single. We had had that one, we did a demo for it a ways back. Um it's a kind of a uh toss to a regional or a local thing here in our town. We actually have this, there's kind of a conspiracy theory slash borderline truth of this um so we live right on the mississippi okay and uh these college kids all males go missing and they always we always end up finding them in the river and they're dead in the river and it's only like it's a it's a type it's like good looking jockish college guys right so there's and a they, specific like, mo yeah it's exactly See, so like people are like well, it's a thing, and the, the cops are like, it's not a thing, you know? And so it's a, kind of this back-and-forth battle. I I mean, I don't know where I really stand. That's kind of the the take from the song um, with the uh, twist to it that we're all kind of the river killer, you know? Um, you have to check yourself as a community. We have to check ourselves because we all have that dark part inside of us, and we've got to check each other and care about each other to make sure that that doesn't, you know, come out you know that's awesome that's really that's that's great uh we're gonna let everyone listen to that real quick right now awesome Awesome. 
Run for the river, there's a killer on the loose. Run for the river, there's a killer on the loose. Run for the river, there's a killer on the loose. Run for the river, there's a killer. That was a that's a wicked song. I love that song. I love playing that song. That's one of my one of my favorite ones to play. I it love really, it, honestly, when I listen when I was listening to your album, that one caught me off guard. I was like, wait, what song? Like, it's one of those ones where I was like, hold on, what song is this? It made me double go back and think. Yeah. Uh, so we were talking about right before this, we were talking about how you were going through ska bands and hardcore bands, and how you were playing with all these bands that I love listening to, which is I think is crazy. 
Right. It, it, it is. I, I can't believe it half the time, you know, of the bands I've had to play with. Um, but it's, I've got, you know, I wish I still had all the posters, but between moving and growing in different places and yeah. crap roommates and, you know, stuff got destroyed and all my posters are gone. I think my brother has almost all of them stacked away somewhere. Has your brother so at some point that I could track them down and make copies, but has your brother followed you throughout all these bands? He's always been there for me. Yep. He's always, you know, a big supporter. No, um, I, I actually meant uh, playing with these bands. Oh, playing, so no, you, did he, his, well, him and I were in a band called 28 steps. Um, and that band turned into a band called the fine line between. Um, and that band played with some pretty cool um, regional bands. But no, he, our band never did as many big shows as some of the other bands I was in. But we did right. play some really, really cool shows. All right. So you, so you still got to do bands with him and then. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And he'll come, you know, he comes all to my stuff now, too. So he's always hanging out whenever we're playing a big show. He's always there. It's awesome. You know, to be able to have support from family and friends, especially when you're doing a show. And it's like I did a show back when I was in high school and I had my family show up and it was really awkward because I know that they weren't there for the music and it was just purely for yep. me. And it's Isn't like, that funny? Oh, yeah. But to have yeah. like a fam, like a brother that's yeah. like he's into it, too. You're like, that's yeah. that's an that's a moment there. It is pretty cool. Yeah, you know, we have a, we have that bond, you know, and um, it's, it's a pretty cool thing. Yeah, my folks, you know, they come out every now and again. I'm in a cover band, too, and they come to that. Mm hmm. I do an acoustic trio with uh, the lead singer from the Homeland Conspiracy and his buddy. Uh, mostly like old classic rock and blues tunes. You guys play um, some Rick Emmett and try him. You know. But uh, yeah, the, the singer from the Homeland Conspiracy has got a crazy, crazy vocal range. That dude can do anything. Really? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So that, when we do this, you know, blues and, you know, classic rock stuff, he can hit any note it's pretty wild that's why i think he's so unique on vocals in our band mm -hmm. and some people don't like it and then some people like they they love it our guitar player called him an angry david byrne if you know david byrne from the talking heads just kind of fucking manic you know he's kind of all over the place yeah and he, then uh, it definitely is an acquired line, he's an know? acquired singer because at first when yeah, i first listened sure. to it the vocals kind of threw me off at first it for sure I'm not gonna and that's lie that's interesting. And then know, as you I, kind I of, if I like it or yeah, you know, that's fine. I don't, you know, it doesn't matter you to me. Once you start to actually do. listen to it though, you're like, all right, it fits. It really fits the whole flow for the that's album. The thing is like, you know, our band, we are all as members of this band, totally different, um, musically, you know, our, our, uh, singer was an old kind of rock guy from our scene. Um, our guitar player is actually from uh, East Coast, uh, Massachusetts, I believe. Um, and he was an old like metalhead, thrash, you know, hardcore. Um, he did some industrial stuff. And then our other guitar player did a lot of like hip hop projects and like cool effect pedal stuff. And then our bass is just a straight up rock and roller from back in the day. And then I brought the punk influence. Now, where did where did you bring? How did you guys all get together? And like, so you were going from all these other ska, these ska and punk and hardcore bands, and where does it lead up to where you so you meet were, the singer? They, how does all that work? They were a band before I came around. Okay, um, and they were, I don't know, you know, it's it's a it's an interesting 
outsider's perspective for me because they had a, kind of their own thing going on. A buddy of mine um, was like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm leaving this group and they're looking for drummers. You should audition. It's a lot of fun. And so I, he showed me their YouTube videos. I'm like, ah, in all honesty, I don't know, man. Like, it's not really my thing. And I, I'm like, okay, well, actually, though, starting to listen to it, I'm like, I hear something totally different. So I wonder if they'd be open to letting me throw in kind of my interpretation in. And they, so I went to the rehearsal, and I think the first one was the first one I ever played. I think was oh, bailout. I think was the first one, and I heard this kind of cool like in the chorus. You hear that um, kind of almost Latin offbeat thing. Yeah, I threw that, and like, they all kind of got done with the song. Like, yes, this works. Like, this is cool, you know. So I kind of threw a different flavor to the band and it just worked. And, you know, we're, we're like a dysfunctional family. You know, we don't always get along. We fight pretty, pretty hard sometimes. But I always say we're like a family because we love each other. We don't always have to like each other, you yeah. know, and That's it so works. True. It's just it's just it, it works. It's every different style is kind of in there and it just into this ball of just your sound is unique because you all bring yeah. something else to it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Were they the Homeland Security before you came to them? Yeah, they well they they had a group called Milk Toast. Okay. And that turned into I believe the Homeland Conspiracy. Um and they were. Yeah, they were the Homeland Conspiracy because that's the first thing I like that's a cool name, man. That's edgy. That's out there. I like that, you know. That's cool. So, they were and and I joined in and it kind of just went from there, you know. We've we've been together since 20 12 13 maybe oh wow so so i mean it took us a while you know because i ended up leaving for mortuary school and that was a year and a half out of my life gone as in chicago um and just on and off you know just life happens and but we always had that to come back to it and Mm -hmm. and we always had the um aspired to to do something with it and now we're kind of at that point where we're pushing it so it's it's been a fun ride it's awesome to come back to to this and to put out an awesome album. It really is pretty cool. Are, were all these songs their own songs before you yes. came to them? So these, yeah, there's no songs that you created on this one. Not really. I, like I said, I kind of threw my own kind of flavor into a lot of them because they were formatted a little differently. Mm-hmm. And um, but it ends up working. You know, um, we're now writing. We're pretty much written the second album already. Really. Um, between some songs that they had already had done and some new ones we're writing. Now, do you only do drums on this on the on the new on the new album, or do you yeah. do you come over and you don't do anything else? You don't like do backing vocals or sing or anything like that when you're playing. Not as of now, no. Um, I I don't think I've got a good enough voice. I could do I could yell maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, singing, no. Um, and that's just. We've got, I mean, it would be a five-part harmony if we did something, you know, because <laughs> both our guitar players, they do harmonies. Our bassist does harmonies, you know, so there's our four already, you know. Nice. And five would be, Maybe I you. think, be a little too much. It would be, a little, <laughs> it little would be me. And I don't think anyone wants to hear that. <laughs> I, you not, you never know, because, like, sometimes you yeah. see these bands and the, I don't know where you hear some wicked drum going, and then you get to hear vocals, and you're like, singer's not singing. Who's singing? Yeah, and you're like... Right. How was he doing that? So I give props to drummers because, like I said, I uh, I learn guitar, I can ba- I can do that, but drum is like you got to turn off everything you think about with guitar and the strings, and you got to think in a different mindset. And right. I can't get through the poly beats. 
Yeah, <laughs> right. It's, it's what it is. And I was like, how do people sing with this? Like, well, that's what I always say too. Is like, give me, a, I have to get a headpiece or something, you know, a, a headset microphone because I, I'm all over the damn place. Now, how big's your setup? What's your, what's your rig? Right now, I'm playing a Crush. Um, let's see, one, two, three, four, five piece. So two floors, rack, snare, double pedal. Um, I'm endorsed by Soul Tone Symbols, which Ooh. are just bomb, dude. They're amazing. They're, really? I got the Extreme Series. They're just dark and washy, and they oh, they're amazing. That's that company's doing it right. Nice. How did you get? Did, did they just kind of hear you on like? I want to say I, by accident. Was it just kind of one day they they must have heard you and shot you an email? I submitted to them, and I'm like, yeah, you know, there's no way. You know, <laughs> like we're a no nobody band out of nowhere, Wisconsin. And they actually email back and like, oh no, yeah, you know, we dig this. We like what you're doing, and we can give you a deal. And so I got to deal with them, and I push them as hard as I can. Um, and then I came along to um, Scorpion Percussion, who makes like weapons grade hickory drumsticks. Really? Yeah, they are another company that I will firmly stand behind. And every every show I play, I try to have an extra pair to give to like the headlining band if there's an, a touring act, you know. So I pushed them pretty hard too. They're out of Chicago. Those guys are, I mean, amazing to work for. Um, it's a cool, cool uh, company. That's and I can eventually, when I uh, have the uh, time to invest in it, I'm going to do a signature series stick. I'm really going to measure out length, diameter, tip, all those things, and uh, put my signature on them and uh, have my own stick. That's cool. Yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to that. That would be cool to put up. I need to get a copy of a stick when you get your own signature. Yeah, I'll send you that. No, we're going to we're gonna have to get one of those put up in the freaking uh, podcast cave. Yeah, we'll do that. Because right now we're rec- I'm recording at Chris's for the listeners listening in right now. I've, I tell them usually if I'm at home or in here. And right. Chris's, uh, Chris's room is covered in like comic book and pop culture stuff. Nice. And we're both big comic book and music people. But in my room, when I'm setting up my own podcasting room, I'm going to try and melt meld it more comic book with music influences around it awesome. so i'm trying to go back and i remember like you said the old posters and the flyers and mm-hmm. the stickers and the tags and the things you collected throughout the years for seeing yep. all those bands i have a box filled with it you'll you'll find this one fun you've heard of five iron friendly five iron oh, frenzy of that i saw them at uh scott against racism tour in 95 do you know how they broke up and they kind of like disappeared yep. after yep. all right so i when I first was introduced to them, they were already broken up. It was like five years ago. And oh, wow. a fr- an old friend of mine was like, you got to listen to these guys. I'm like, let's go see them on tour. And he goes, they're not. And he goes, they're done. Yeah, I'm, right. like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, what are you talking about? I was just on their website yesterday. And he goes, no, you weren't. I'm like, yeah, I was. They're on tour right now. And he goes, and I happened to catch them. And I swear it was me. I brought them back from, from the hiatus. That's awesome, man. And we That's went down. Awesome. I got Reese to sign a blue comb for me. Oh, no way. <laughs> That's awesome. It was awesome. I was like, this is going up. I had it pigged yeah. up when I was a kid. And I'm like, like those those are the wicked. I have like a drumsticks from yeah. certain bands. And you're like, those are wicked. Those kind of things. And yeah. I'm going to try and do that up in my room. That's oh, awesome. man. That's awesome. So you're That's a uh, you're a death dealer at night. Yeah, that, pretty much. True. Angel of death, yep. Angel. <laughs> the angel of death at night. Yep. You're a father. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, you, you do it all. Now, do you yeah, guys have? I've got a full, pretty full life, very, very blessed full life. That's for sure. That's awesome. like you have like a full on adult life going on, and you're managing a band and everything. That's what's yeah, up. Yeah, <laughs> kudos <laughs> to that. 
Uh, do you guys have any tours or anything coming up or any like type big shows or anything else planned? So right now our guitar player, Ben, is flying helicopters for the summer. Wait, what? Yeah, he flies helicopters for the summer. Just just for uh, fun? Like, is that his job? No, yeah, it's his job in the summer. Yep. Uh, for the growing season, I honestly couldn't tell you what he does, but for for crops and stuff, he flies helicopters. Okay, that that's where I was trying to get. I'm like, you... Yeah, you just said he flies helicopters. You gave no, you gave no, yeah, no just, information. No, he just flies <laughs> like, <laughs> no, that's oh, what he, okay. what he does in the summer. All um, right, that's not bad. No, it's cool because it it affords him the opportunity to be back the rest of the year. You know, so unfortunately, summertime's festival time. You know, and eventually, hopefully, that'll change. Mm-hmm. But um, we got um a pretty cool gig back in our hometown here. I think it's at the end of August. It's a um, benefit for our local EMTs um, that always ends up drawing a big crowd. So we're pl- we're headlining that on a Friday night, and really? then we're gonna hopefully jump right back into the studio and get this next album done. Hopefully, some more shows after that, kind of branch out more um, regionally than locally, and then go from there wherever it takes us. It takes us. That's awesome. So you have the first album. Is it fully out now? Last I checked on your website, I didn't see it because you. You sent me a vinyl. You, I got, I have a copy of your vinyl that you put out through your Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. Now, actually, first off, in your Kickstarter, what was what was the goal of the Kickstarter, and how did that plan out? Or why did you start up? Was the Kickstarter straight up for vinyl, or what was no, it? No, the Kickstarter was for the whole album in its entirety. Um, okay. What was your uh, projected goal? What did you want to do, and how long? If you don't want, if you don't mind me asking. No, it's fine. Um, I want to say our goal was, was it five grand. So you was projected five grand, and then you guys went. You guys over. You succeeded and went over. We did. And then yep. what? What it were my, not much, but enough to actually um, negate the uh, Kickstarter fees. So we got the full five grand, which was sweet. That's awesome. Now, what else? Now, what was? What were people able to get with this? With the Kickstarter, were they? Was it just a vinyl and CD, and then? Yeah, we kept it pretty simple. We didn't go super elaborate, which I wanted to, but it was just way too much work at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like, um, I think it was 10 bucks gets you the uh, ticket to our CD release show, 20 gets you the CD and a ticket to the show, um, and then vinyl CD, and you know, and just up and up and up and up from there. And then we had a $100 increment that was... Um, where you could actually be in the studio with us, watching us record, and then lay down a gang vocal. Did you have anyone anyone pull that yeah, card? We did. It was pretty cool. Was it a hardcore, like a loyal fan from like that has followed you from from the get go, or was it just Not really? We had some new fans that um, we met, and some people that have, have supported me in other projects uh, contributed. So. Um, you know, new to the group, but not new to me, which was pretty cool. Um, but we got uh, the woman who does our merch um, at Advertising Concepts. She had brought her daughter in. And she actually laid down a, the gang vocal for uh, the beginning of Freedom. So one of the harmonies in that beginning of Freedom, that was her daughter's in there, which is oh, pretty cool. That's freaking cool. Yeah, it now, was pretty sweet. You guys achieved you, you achieved the Kickstarter. You put out an album of vinyl, which I think is awesome. And that's that's honestly one of the goals for my podcast. So I would love to put out a special album on vinyl. So, or if I want, like I have small projects and bands that I want to put together, and I would love to, but it's that's just like the long term. Like at some point, I'll get there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we used um, 
Oh, who did we use for our vinyl? Oh, man. Give me a second again on that. Um, uh, solid Manufacturing. Solid mm -hmm. MFG. They were amazing to work with. They do short run, long run. I mean, they do it all. Um, mm -hmm. Pricing's right, and their customer service is amazing, too. Great company. That's awesome. I mean, because of that, I mean, I'll, I'll look into them for that reasoning. Yeah, I think it's solidmfg.com, I think, is their website. They just revamped it. Just, I can't say enough good things about them. Now, speaking of websites, I, after we first met and you told me about your album, I went to your website. I didn't see an option when I was there for the for the vinyl. Are people able to buy this? We yet? are overhauling our website at the moment. Okay. Um, so I think right now we're actually a potted plant. I think our website's a little down, but okay. uh, we are in the process of revamping our whole site of massive web store. You know, you can order shirts and vinyl and CDs and stickers and the whole nine yards, you know. So basically, um, so basically the people that saw the grab bag that I shared, they can get all that. Yeah. They can get all that. Exactly. They can get all those goodies at your yep. website. Exactly. And that's, I would think we're a week or two from launch of that. So. Oh, perfect. By the time that this album drops, it should, or this episode drops, it should be right, right around the corner then. Excellent. Because right now we're recording on the Sunday before Memorial day. This should be dropping on Friday. Awesome. Coming out. Awesome. That'd be sweet. Now, because it is a vinyl show, I do got to ask, how did you get into vinyl collecting? Uh, again, my brother. Really? really. Um, he is uh, a year and a half older than me, so he's always a year and a half cooler than I was. <laughs> uh, and still is. Um, but he uh, started collecting vinyl before I did. And I'm like, that's really cool. you know. And we just he would show me albums, and I'd check them out. And one album we always listened to as kids was Tears for Fears, um, songs from the big chair. Um, and we wore that album down to, you know, nothing playing that one through shout and everyone wants to rule the world and all those songs. That one was like the first album I really like on vinyl. I had to get, you know, but ever since, you know, the punk rock community really embraced the vinyl community, you know? Mm -hmm. So, being a part of that scene really kind of blew that up for me too. So um, that's kind of how I got into collecting was my brother and then the punk rock community. How old were you? Were you like in middle of high school at that point? Were you like a teenager? Or I, was this? A... Yeah, I didn't start collecting until probably I was, you know, 22. Oh, wow. Okay. So that's not uh, right around You're where I am now. <laughs> a long time, but, you know, I've spent way too much money on vinyl. I've seen yeah, your discogs. I, I, my wife, yeah. <laughs> Say it a little quietly. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. If you go on my discogs, you can see <laughs> what the collection is and what it's worth. You know, <laughs> it's it's a very nice. Now I have to commend you on that. It's a lot of punk and a lot of sky you have on there. So I know you've been searching and hunting for it. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. It's so hard yeah. to find. The unfortunate thing is our local record store kind of our vinyl buyer left, and it's not as great as it used to be. Oh. So now when I travel, I always look for record stores because. Um, it's just unfortunate that our town, the best you can get is Barnes and Noble, you know, honestly, like that's, that's one thing I'll say is, uh, and actually the album, like the two of the vinyls I got for you, I got down at the, one of the local shops down by us called black dots. It's like a hole in the wall punk scene. That's awesome. And it's like, you walk in and that's so awesome, a lot of the bands you like, I, like that. I go to the, I go to the one bin where it just says punk hardcore. Yes. And, I reckon I don't recognize any of the names. So I'm like, all right, this album looks cool. I'll get this, yep. and you're like, oh, this Check is wicked. Yep. That's how Check I that's how I found the Teenage Bottle Rockets. I oh was like, what's God, this cover? 
Oh, those guys are the, incredible. The Mean Jeans, I saw the cover of them, and I'm like, all right, you yeah. got me. It looks like a yeah. cartoon. Yeah. I get it. You got exactly, right? And you're just like, I need more of it. And they're like, oh, well, there isn't any more of it. that You you just got that one that they put yeah. out. I'm like, all right. Yep. <laughs> uh, vinyl, I mean, like I've said before, you know, it's a, it's a way everyone can – every vinyl is a way that music lovers that appreciate vinyl can connect because sure. it's absolutely it's not just music it's an experience when actually going well, out and an actually, experience is a community you know it's great actually going out and looking for an actual album it's not like i want to listen to the song you hit it no you want to listen to that album you got to go find it you have to go you gotta find search. it and then you can like you know you hold it in your hands and you can read the lyric sheet and the liner notes and you know the physical physical experience has been lost a lot with the digital age I, I think it's going back to that, and that's where a lot of these bands, a lot of the majority, like big now, like I don't know what you say, the pop, the arena bands, out yeah. like the mainstream bands. A lot yep. of the mainstream bands, all they have a new album, sure shit, they're gonna have it on vinyl because they know all the new little hipster kids are gonna get it, yeah. and then collectors like you and me will say, well, why would I get it digital if I could just buy it yeah. vinyl? Exactly right. Exactly right. I mean, it, it doesn't cost you anything more to put it out because you're at that level where people will buy it. But then exactly. to see, yep. But then to see the smaller bands like you guys, well, you know, you're not Green Day big, but it sounds like no. you guys are big in your area. <laughs> yeah, we're decent. Yeah, we're like, doing all right. You, you know, guys, we'll, we'll get there. You're you know, able, keep at it. The fact that you guys are able to put out vinyl and become successful with it, like that's, hey, that's awesome. Yeah, it's a it's a pat on the back for us. It's a win. You know, we're, we'll chalk that up in the win column. Now, you said you're writing a second album. Are you guys going to try and put that on vinyl as well now, too? Is that like going to be a consistent, or is this was yeah. a... The funds are there. We'll do it. Um, but it always comes down to that dollar. You know, if we can afford it, we'll do it. If we can't, we'll wait, and then we'll press it later. You know? That's what's up. That's awesome. That's one of the biggest hardest... That's what I think is cool is that like in today's day, day and age, those bands, those smaller bands that like I want to see or hear, like if I found you guys through CD, well, I, I, I can now get it on vinyl. Right. Those bands that I'm finding from the 90s that I like, them ska bands, like, yep. good luck trying to find a real big fish. I know, dude. It's tough. Straight, yeah. Straight Light Manifesto. To, you know, some of these little record labels are starting to buy releases to put them out on vinyl. Um, uh, case in point, give me one second. I'm popping my collections right behind me. I'm to grab one, one album quick. So I grabbed uh, Suicide Machines Destruction by Definition, right? Yeah. Which, you know, I don't even remember who were originally put that one out but um there's this label called asbestos records mm -hmm. and they start oh it's hollywood records so this is a hollywood record um but asbestos has been buying these releases and putting them out and some legit albums you know really uh some i mean like they re-released uh the suicide machines records i think they re-released the Boston's. um um What's their big one? Let's face it. Let's face it. Yeah, they re-released that one. They did. Uh, they're doing a reissue of Against Me's New Wave. Jeez, uh, you know they're doing a ton of just amazing Fishbone. Nice. Uh, Dead Milkman. So it's great. Like right now, I'm I'm trying to find like those. I'm trying to find that the Streetlight, Real Big Fish, the Monster Plugs, and. Mm -hmm. You can see I've been seeing more Boston Mustard Plug less than Jake, and Real Big Fish is kind of doing their new stuff, mm -hmm. but like trying to find that Catch Twenty Two Streetlight yeah. Manifesto. Oh, the only those... one I can find it as on Discogs is like a hundred dollars, but it's in euros. <laughs> For sure, 
And it's like, good luck. So it's cool to see all these bands are like, we missed something back in the nineties. We, we, we forgot something. They're trying to bring it back. And they're like, well, we can do it now. People, the market is there. The bands now are putting it out. Why won't yep. we? Right. I think it's awesome. So James, thank you for coming on for real. Absolutely, man. Thanks for having me. It was a great time. Great talking. I honestly didn't expect to hear that much about like to hear like the bands that you put out and the bands you played with. Well, I'm happy to talk about it, man. It's pretty cool. Say that again. It's ha- happy to talk about it, man. It was, it was a fun experience. Hey, thank you. I mean, really, have you ever been on a uh, podcast or, or I have done not, it? Actually, no, no, dude. It's awesome. I'm glad it could have been the first time here then. Yeah, dude. We got to on it. We got to get you on, on our network. We have like an 11 other shows. And okay. we actually want to get you on Harley Awesome. I yeah, want to get you to meet uh, for whatever, dude, for sure. For sure. I mean, I want to get you to meet uh, Chris, our the producer, and then my other co-host Brandon. Awesome. And I think you'd flow. I think you'd vibe with those guys. Awesome and talk. We'll we'll talk about your band again, but we'll just talk about whatever's going on in the time. Awesome. We'll just talk music from there, from forward, from that. Sounds great, dude. Sounds but, awesome. Uh, for a moment, I just want to let you. Uh, I'm going to give you the stage and plug your social media. Tell people where they can find you, how they can contact you. And all that. Uh, so on Facebook, we are um, at official THC band. I believe that's also our YouTube handle. And it might just be everything at official. If you if you search at official THC band, you can probably find us about anywhere. If you want to email me directly, I do a, a lot of our booking and press. Um, you can email me at THC Mort, THC M-O-R-T at gmail.com. Um, but we're all, you know, we got all this stuff, uh, Twitter, Instagram, we got, a, we just launched a Snapchat for when we're doing shows. Oh, perfect. Um, you know, we'll have it all linked up once the new website's up. Awesome. And, uh, just let everyone know where can they, if they want to go see you play, what, what shows are you playing coming up? I know you said you have one at the end of August. Is there anything else coming out or a mini Not tour? Yet, we're working on that new album. So, um, you know, shows are not really booked yet. We're really focusing on getting that next record out to keep that momentum going. All right. All right. So what if people uh, want to come out, they when and what is the date and where are you playing in August? You said August 31st. It's uh, Friday, August 24th. And that's and you can just I mean, in La Crosse, Wisconsin, but it's a little town called Bryce Prairie. It's called Rock in the Prairie. It's a weekend festival to um, raise money for the local EMTs. Oh, for sure. I'll see if I'm free that weekend. Make our way. I've never been out to Wisconsin. Dude, it's a blast, man. It's a beautiful time to come out to. Is it? Is it a full day? It's a full day festival. Friday is uh, about a half day. Saturday is probably an afternoon evening. But they have, you know, they have events and stuff, and they'll have music both nights. And oh, perfect. It's a good time. Yeah, it's a good look time. into that for sure, man. Yeah, dude, come on out, man. Awesome. Well, James, thank you for coming on, giving your story, talk about you yourself as a musician, pushing the Homeland Conspiracy. Love that name, by the way. THC, I love it. <laughs> right on, man. Thank <laughs> you so much. Now. And uh, we'll see you next time. All right, take care, brother. Peace. Bye.